0: Hey, this is Josh Woods. I'm with Rock, Room with Jago and RBV and thanks for listening in boys.
1: What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? Welcome back inside the Locker Room Studios, brought to you by the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, the thegorillaposition.com, and of course, Hami Media. On this special simulcast, we've got a couple of big interviews for you. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, help me in welcoming to the show, he is a former collegiate wrestler at UCF. He is the 2011 NCWA national champion, two-time NWWA All-American and national runner-up, the captain of the 2012 United States MMA team, oh yeah, and he runs camps for UFC athletes such as Alex Nicholson, Mike Perry, and Tom Lawler. He is the winner of the 2017 Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament, a man with two very large challenges ahead of him this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Josh The Goods Woods to the show. Josh, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, man. Dang, when you, when you read all the accolades, man, it's like, oh shit, I did all
1: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, I really did all that. I really did all that. Josh, I got to say, your, your list of accolades is just impressive. As we mentioned, you were named the captain of the 2012 US MMA team. I know that you made your pro wrestling debut on April 4th of 2015. Can you kind cool. of fill in the gap there for us and tell us a little bit about your amateur wrestling background as well as your MMA experience?
0: Yeah, um, well, uh, I went to UCF um, from 2011 to uh, 14, I think. So I did four years there. I you know, switched majors, and um, I'm, st- I'm going to go back, actually, and finish my degree uh, this year. So I'm not looking forward to that at all because I hate school. Um, but, you know, it's essential. So, uh, yeah, one of my buddies from high school who uh, I mentored because uh, he was a freshman coming in and I was a senior. So he was at UCF, and I got in the program there. And then, uh, you know, I did my four years winning nationals and being a four-time All-American and stuff. And then one of my buddies, actually, um, Alex Chamberlain, we have a mutual friend, Luke Roberts. And he's like, hey, man, you should uh, hit up my buddy to train. He's in Orlando. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm not doing anything. It's off-season." So uh, this is right after I had won nationals. So I think going into my sophomore year. So I won as a freshman. And then, uh, no, when was this? No, that was 2014. So right before I went to NXT. So yeah, I was training with him over the summer. Like literally, he's like, dude, you should hit up Canyon, the, the talent director for WWE. And I was like, Yeah, man, I don't know. Why not? I'm not doing anything, I was just gonna fight. And like, hey, I mean, I'm good looking. <laughs> Let me hit in the face <laughs> Um, so yeah, I emailed them and I had the tryout and within about a month or so, I think I had it, and then I got hired about two months after that. So it was a really quick turnaround, and and I wasn't really like, Hey, I wanna be a pro wrestler when I grow up, like a lot of the people that are in my position or dreamed about the stuff, I kind of just fell into my lap. I was like, hey, there's an opportunity, and I'm going to take it.
1: That's crazy. You, you were signed to NXT and began training at the Performance Center in 2015. Uh, right. Looking back at that era of NXT, it was a real transition point for NXT, from, from kind of switching from being that developmental territory for WWE to really becoming their third brand. They were bringing in a ton of talent at that time. What was it like being there at the Performance Center throughout that transition?
0: Uh, I mean, it was awesome just to watch the product grow itself. Uh, and, uh, it's huge now, and I a couple, you know, people that I'm so close with that are still there. Guys that have gone up. It's just amazing to watch the company grow, and they're doing they're doing their own thing. and It's really awesome. I was just leaving as, um, as it was really starting to get really big where it is now, and you know, having guys like uh, Apollo come in and um, who else is like really? I don't know they brought like a uh, TMDK, so they're what TM61 now. Yeah, those guys. are were- and, and like those guys are phenomenal and like i didn't spend any time on the indies you know like a lot of these guys had and they were just it was awesome just to watch them and watch all their stuff and just like man this is like this is what i could do if i keep training and things like that so it was just really cool to see that brand grow and just now it's really unbelievable how successful they've become
1: you uh, you left the WWE system in July of 2016, but in looking back through your history, you didn't miss a beat. It took you all of about two months before you debuted for Believe in September. Then you started going all over the place, MFPW, FIP, AWE, CZW, WrestleCade, CCW, on down the line, before you finally really found a home in Ring of Honor in October of 2016. How did that relationship develop?
0: Um. You know, traveling everywhere, I had no idea about the Indies, man. Like, um, it's just a whole big monster, and you know, kind of going in reverse was, it was a little stressful. You know, it's it's totally different. Um, let's see, I had uh, Steve, oh, yeah, Cutler. He's uh, from the Monster Factory, you know. I've been talking to him when I got released, and uh, he's like, "Hey, man, you show up there, they run a really good thing." and you know, Bull James was going up there as well, and I was kind of close to those guys when I was in XD. And I was like, "Hey, man, let me just get myself out there and, you know, do this seminar camp and maybe learn and just kind of branch out a little bit, and network." And while I was there, uh, Bob Evans was there, and I was uh, wrestling with the LSG, who's also uh, with Ring of Honor now. And uh, he's like, "Hey, man, I was kind of watching, and you should do this camp for Ring of Honor next month." So about, uh, yeah, I think that was November. I did the camp for Ring of Honor, and then. Yeah, so a month in between, I was like, oh, I flew myself to Pittsburgh and uh, put myself up and I did the camp and then had a couple live event opportunities with Ring of Honor before I uh, got invited to the Top Prospects tournament, which I won.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. I always love hearing these stories of how, you know, the, the, everything overlaps and, oh, well, I knew so-and-so who knew so-and-so who got me in this way. Your story is just completely different because you're, you're, you're one of those guys that just came straight in and went right into the performance center. I mean, that's gotta be almost overwhelming. And then you get on the independent scene and it's just a who's who of names here and there and left and right. How, how do you process all of that information and while still honing your craft?
0: I think just kind of you got to learn a little bit from everyone, no matter no matter where they come from or where they came from. I think just there's a lot to be learned from everybody, no matter what their level of skill is and just being around all these names because, you know, like I said, I didn't really have a lot of independent experience, so prior to being in NXT, I didn't really watch a lot of wrestling, you know, between you know, high school and college. You know, I was doing a lot of competing on my own and it just wasn't a thing that made a priority and didn't watch a lot of TV. And I trained a lot. That's what I did. A lot of people went out. A lot of people watch tvs on their time off i went to the gym and i ran laps you know I was just, <laughs> that was my free time um so it was just kind of like mind-blowing like all these people like everyone oh do you know this person and i'm like yeah i mean i know him I, mean, I don't know a lot about him but it's just cool seeing like how far everyone has come and uh where people are, are gonna go and just even the guys we have on our roster you know, and <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's humbling because you know i sat down with uh the, the higher ups, and they're like, man, you're like one of the most least experienced guys on the roster. I was like, ugh, it hurts, you know? but it's true, you know, like I haven't spent 10, 12 years on on the independent scene or or training. I just kind of am still relatively really new to it, but uh, humbly being a in wrestling you know, has helped me get to where I'm at. So, uh, uh,
1: One I thing I could not find out about you, and this might be actually a, a beneficial thing to not have on the internet, how old are you?
0: Oh, enough to party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 29, man.
1: Love the super bad reference. Love right? the super bad reference. Might have to yeah, call yeah. you McLovin from now on. I'll just plug you in my phone as McLovin. Uh, Dude, I'll
0: take that's a, that's a classic role, man. If I could even do something remotely as iconic as that, I'll take it.
1: Let's uh let's kind of turn our attention uh, to this weekend, Josh. Bound by Honor, of course, coming to us this weekend in the heart of Florida. Of course, Friday, you're going to be taking on friend of the show, Mr. Shane Taylor. Uh, and then Saturday, you have another big test in the form of Ring of Honor's uh, face of the company, a rematch with one Mr. Jay Lethal. These are two very different types of talents, Josh. How do you prepare for two matches Like this at the same time?
0: Um, I think it's not a lot about preparing, man. I'm not I've never been one to kind of worry about what everyone else does. I never really spent a lot of time looking at you know bracket sheets or studying film and stuff like that. I mean, I think it can help in the business, but I just kind of just keep doing what I'm doing. And if if what I'm doing is is successful, then you know results will be themselves. As far as um, you know, Shane First, you know, one one day at a time in my opinion um you know hey shane could you know obliterate me and i may mean, even wrestle saturday or I you know one hit quit and shane's done I, mean, I don't know that's uh the nature of the beast but um just shane that shane's brings out like the best of you You know he's a big guy man like you know i can hit some of my size and they're probably not gonna get back up you know i got big hands I and mean, god <laughs> you know but um
1: he just uh, he just punched me through the internet ladies and gentlemen
0: <laughs> i don't die r.i.p um, no, Shane, Shane's a, a great competitor and he's a big guy. And he's strong. And he, we have a similar background uh, with boxing and MMA. Uh, so that's always an interesting component. Cause not a lot of guys in this industry have that. They don't have like the a legitimate striking background. And I hate to defame the, the business, but some people talk a lot, but they, you know, they really can't do anything about that. You know, I don't pull my punches, man. So uh, I'm glad that Shane can take them and dish them. So I'm really looking forward to that. There's a, uh, we're one and one So I think i might have the hometown advantage. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this with Shane, man. He's, he's, he can bang, man. You know, sometimes people just want to stand and trade blows, man. I'm cool with that. Uh, well, as far as... Go ahead.
1: I I, I kind of wanted to look at the two matches individually here just a little bit. As, as I said earlier, you're taking on Shane Taylor in West Palm Beach. Um, I got to thinking that this match wasn't getting nearly the press that it really should be. So... I actually reached out to Shane <coughs> and Shane is gonna be joining us on the show here in about twenty minutes. Uh you got anything that you would like me to relay to Mr. Shane Taylor when I talk to him here shortly?
0: Um eat your Wheaties, brother, and um and uh, grit your teeth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Of course, uh, Saturday, your match will be uh, streaming live on Honor Club, and this is actually a rematch from a fantastic match that you had with Jay Lethal back in November at Survival of the Fittest. Um, How do you approach a match like this differently the second time around? Does does the strategy change knowing what to expect out of Jay Lethal, or do you just stay the course and kind of hope for something completely different?
0: I never hope for any outcome. I always plan for success. You know, I I, uh, I don't think, hey, well, maybe I'll get lucky. I don't don't believe in that. You kind of prepare for success. Uh, Guys like Jay, man, I mean, he's probably arguably one of the best guys in the world. And just to even be on the same roster as him is just amazing. Just to watch and and to learn. And you know, even in the back, I've had Jay critique me and help me out. So it's. I wouldn't say it's like a mentor-student approach, but, you know, in a a big way, I've looked up to Jay throughout my career in Ring of Honor. And uh, just the technical aspect is just so extreme, and not a lot of guys can keep up with that. And I think uh, it is obviously a different approach, because I don't want to go out there and trade hands with Jay, because, you know, that's a one-sided fight. not saying Jay can't hang his own, but, I mean, you know, this is a wrestling match. This isn't a brawl. Um, with Shane, it's a little different because we both kind of got that. We got that little, a little bit of one-on-one. It's like, hey, I want this, you want this. We can both fight. Let's let's see what happens when we throw hands. But with Jay, it's more of who's who's going to be the smoothest. And I think uh, I think our styles will match really well because my amateur background is so uh, incredible, for lack of better term. Not to be like, oh, I'm the best in the world at wrestling. But I mean, their guy's way better than me. But I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a slouch either, so. I well, you that. know
1: what's funny that you say that? Because just this morning, I saw a video of Jay Lethal on ABC TV in Tampa Bay, Florida. And he was throwing some shade at Josh the Goods Woods. Asking the hosts if they even knew who it was he was fighting on Friday night. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, that's a different approach, man. Jay's been around the business forever, man. He's a he's a fighting champion, you know. Um <laughs> it's funny that you say that. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for Jay, but at the end of the day, man, it's going to come down to, you know, who who's better at that time. You know, it could be Jay, but it will most likely be Josh Woods. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's guy. it reminds me of what Daniel Bryan said on SmackDown Tuesday night. Everybody's the same size and fights the same way when they're tapping out.
0: Exactly, man. And, hey, Jay, if you're watching this, man, I don't care who you are and I don't care what you've done because even you can be knocked out and even you can tap out.
1: Love it. Josh, thank you very much for joining us today. Best of luck by, at Mount By Honor this weekend.
0: Hey, man, thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate you guys having me. Thank you very much.
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? This is the T-Smashing, jaw-cracking kid from the east side of Cleveland, Ohio, Shane Taylor, and you're listening to my Ohio brother, RBV and that bullet club Mark Jargo in the locker
1: room. And we're back for part two of our Ring of Honor Bound by Honor preview coming up this weekend from the heart of Florida. Of course, the Saturday show streaming live on Honor Club. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming back to the show at this time. That's the first time I've gotten to say that. Our first two-time guest. Ladies and gentlemen. The hired gun, the problem solver of Ring of Honor, Notorious, Shane Taylor. Mr. Taylor, welcome back inside the locker room. How you been, man? Thank you
2: for having me. It's a pleasure as always. I'm feeling good trying to knock out this cold, but uh,
1: we'll be all right. We'll be all right. So, so he, this is kind of how this interview came about. We, we found out that we were going to have uh, Josh the Goods Woods coming up on the show, and, and I was like, you know what? This, this program just isn't getting nearly enough press. He's going to be taking on Shane Taylor. I'm going to reach out to Shane, see if Shane wants to come on the show, see what he's got to say about Mr. Woods. I found out uh, you, you and Josh have actually faced off uh, twice before. You guys are one and one is my understanding. Absolutely. Uh,
2: the first time we went one-on-one, uh, QT Marshall paid paid me to take out Woods. It wasn't about the win in that first matchup. He got the victory there, but I still earned my money because uh, I knocked him out. Uh, the second time we faced off, um, can't remember what city that it was in because I go everywhere, uh, but I picked up the win there, uh, hit him with the... Uh, Welcome to the land, as I call it. Uh, One, two, three. Shane tied it up. Now we're going back to Florida. We're going to his hometown, going to his home turf. Um, And we're going to see just who
1: who the better man is. You know, I I was a little surprised in talking to Josh. He had nothing but wonderful things to say about you. Mm. And then he said that he was going to beat you. He said he was going to (laughs) make you tap out. Oh, wow. Have you ever submitted, Shane? Uh, no, I was going to say, I I don't ever remember seeing Shane Taylor tap out. I want to see this one.
2: Listen, that's, that's a hell of a claim by Woods. Uh, and with all of his experience, with all of his athleticism and his skill set, like he's, he's good. You know, I, I put my post up on Instagram saying that there are very few guys that have the skill and the intensity to bring out the best in me, to bring out that killer in me. And he's one of those guys. But with the way my mind works, and you'll see over the course of this next month of TV tapings, what I'm talking about, you'll see why that's a very, very bad thing for Josh Woods right now. Uh, Because the guy that he's facing is not the guy that he's facing that he's faced the last two times. Um, I am more willing to do whatever I have to do, not only to win this match, but to hurt Josh Woods. And if that means that I've got to take it to extremes, and that's what I'm going to do. If that means that I've got to break one of his arms, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, the mindset that I'm in right now, you don't you don't want to take me to that point. Um, so we'll see what he does in Florida.
1: And then, of course, Saturday night, you have a huge fatal four-way coming up. It's going to be Shane Taylor versus Matt Taven versus the Beer City Bruiser versus Kenny King live on Honor Club. This is a big oh, yeah. match for you, man. Matt Taven's got a shot at the world title coming up here. Absolutely. You know, Taven and Kenny King both have held Ring of Honor
2: gold. Uh, I know what it's like to be in there with Ken- with Kenny, not just in one-on-one uh, fights, but in multi-man matches. And uh, the last time I was in one of these, he actually caught me. Uh, and He's the reason that I was eliminated from the TV title four-way. Um, So I owe him one there. Beer City Bruiser always brings the fight. He's one of the hardest hitters in ROH. He's an international uh, star. Uh, He's done it all across the world. Uh, And I've teamed with Taven, but I've never been in the ring against Taven. Um, And uh, so this is a chance for me to not only scout him, uh, but to see what he's about and make my name as well uh, when you're dealing with two guys who've just about done it all. And Ring of Honor, in Kenny King, and Taven. So I'm looking forward to it. First, we put Woods down on Friday, and then I go out and show the world uh, just who I am on Saturday.
1: You know, I, I, I noticed that since the last time we spoke, and we like to call this the hitting the marks rub, of course, I noticed that your profile on television has went way up to the point right. I've even seen you on commentary a couple of times. What's up with that? I'm out here,
2: man. Ring of honor knows where the money is and the money is in Shane Taylor. Um, I, I've been telling people that my whole career, um, and over the next few weeks and over what you, you've seen, they're starting to realize that. Um, and I'm only going to continue to make them see that continue to make the rest of the world. See that, um, you got people from all over the world trying to be the next me, uh, And uh, but the problem is there's only one me Um, and Ring of Honor is going to start seeing that real me come out. I've been telling them and telling them this is the part of me that I was trying to avoid uh, because I wanted to be a better example and be and be a better leader. But if this is what I've got to do to get to where I've got to be, then that's what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, I heard uh, at the uh, uh, the big shows that were in Ohio. Masters of the mm-hmm. craft. I could not remember the subtitle there for a second. Of course, yes, you you got to return back to your your home state of Ohio. They, they they surely seem to love you there in Ohio, and you surely seem to love them.
2: Ohio is my family. You know, uh, it's the heart of it all. It's where I'm from. It's uh, it's everything to me. You know, when you speak about all the people, all all the Great talents right now in the world that have come from Ohio. Um, We are talking about guys like EC3, Ray Rowe, Chris Hero, the Chris, Callahan, Xavier, Wentz. Uh, Talking about all these guys uh, that are taking the world by storm. Um, And the commonality is they're all from Ohio, they're all from the OH10. There must be something in the water out there.
1: It's got to be something in the water. There's something about you Ohio people. It just makes you a little bit dangerous. Of course, RBV not able to join us for this interview. I know he was looking forward to it, too.
2: Oh Yeah, Uh, but it's all all good. We'll we'll, uh, try to pick up slack and uh, make make do where we can.
1: We'll have to do it for a third time. That's all there is to it. Uh, One other thing I wanted to ask you about here before I let you go this time around, Shane. During the Masters of the Craft, Caprice Coleman made a comment that Mm -hmm. you had an issue with the Bullet Club and that your issue with the Bullet Club is that you feel like these guys are just riding the gravy train while you guys are out here busting your ass for it. Now, this show coming up Saturday on Honor Club, Bound by Honor, they're doing Ring of Honor champions versus Bullet Club. How, how does Sheen mm. Taylor feel about Bullet Club actually getting a setting like this to where they're being co-promoted alongside of Ring of Honor champions? Well, this is the thing. I'm not going to
2: take anything away from what those guys have done. Um, they work extremely hard. I've seen the hustle they put in. I've seen the grind they put in, and they're being rewarded for it. The thing is, though, uh, when you put too much focus on one thing, you are at the same time telling people subconsciously what matters and what doesn't. And a lot of times people get confused whether this is ring of honor or ring of bullet club. Uh, So my thing is uh, if this is ring of honor, then we need to make sure that, and, and that's, that's the company and us as wrestlers, like when we're in there with those guys that people understand that there's more to this than bullet club. Uh, so, uh, this is a good chance for the ROH champions to go out there and prove that. Um, and it's a good stage for all of us to go out there and prove that because the eyes of the wrestling world are on ring of honor right now. The eyes of the wrestling world are on bullet club and rightfully so. Um, so when you have a shot at the King, you best not miss.
1: Love it. Love it. Well, Shane, best of luck to you down there in the uh, Florida area this weekend. Come back with a couple of big wins, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon.
2: Absolutely, man. Thank thank you for having me. And I'll make sure uh, to, to let Woods know personally why, why he made a
1: mistake. <laughs> Looking forward to it, man. I wish I could see both shows. I wish I could see both shows. I wish I was in Florida so I could just go to both shows and see both of these shows. Oh, for sure, but that, that's why we love our fans, because they'll be
2: packing the arena on, on both shows, Honor Club on Saturday, so we'll make it work, man, and it'll be a badass weekend. Do what you do,
1: my friend, do what you do. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Such a thrill. But your love won't pay
1: my bills. I want money.